Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to episode nine of There's No Place Like Terra. I am Nyx. And I'm Grace. And today we're going over Thor's hammer, um, a.k.a. Molnir. Did I yeah. say that right? <laughs> it's the first time in my life I've said that right. A.k.a. Molnir. A.k.a. I really love this episode. A.k.a. Man, Thor really aged as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so here's, here's a not-so-secret for you guys. Um, I love North mythology. <laughs> I do not know. I'm not an expert on Norse mythology for any way, shape, and form. I cannot keep that family tree uh, like organized, nor can I pronounce 80% of what's going on. That's okay. I don't think anyone can. <laughs> you know how later in the episode, Jack is like, we'll go to the chamber of mohair. This is what I do. <laughs> because in life. <laughs> I am very poor at pronouncing anything that is remotely Scandinavian. It's okay. That's why you draw pictures. This is why at Ikea, I just point at things. That one. <laughs> Give me that difficult to build object, which I will then magically be amazing at building because I'm Nixie. I love building <laughs> Ikea furniture. I have a, I've, there's a bit of a jealousy that runs through my veins because you can do that because I'm always a guy that's like I give up and see like, this is what this you is me anything, now this is where just I just invite me and Bar- <laughs> me and bartender Nick over because we both love and unlike a lot of couples who hate each other after building Ikea <laughs> furniture we just sit down and like can we buy more so we can build more yeah no you guys are nuts you're a very special type <laughs> uh, yeah boyfriend Jesse and I were like no this is never happening ever again <laughs> <laughs> just pay us some pizza and beer and I'm we will in. come build anything you need yes totally so worth it. um now we're done with Ikea podcast, we <laughs> jump into Thor's Hammer, uh, which aired on September 26, 1997. Uh, it was written by Catherine Powers. You remember how last episode where I was like, she, this is her last, or the only couple more. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> so she's our woman who did Emancipation, yes. and she also did this... The- the last one. Okay. Brief Candle. Gotcha. Okay, cool. That's right. And I think someone in the middle there. Very poor at keeping track of these. That's okay. Uh, but it was directed by Brad Turner. He directed all over the place, but he's really well known for directing a little known show called 24. Hey, I know that show. Hey, yeah. So, I did not watch a lot of that show. I don't either, but I know what it is. I know what it is. Uh, I have family that watched all of that show. I like all Sutherland's. Well, I, I like, there's a Especially lot of... Especially the kind that yell at paparazzi. <laughs> there's a lot of, that show has all the good guest stars on it. That's true. So, which is why I was... Well, that has Mary Lynn Ricecup, who has a soft spot in my heart, because she was one of the troubadours on Gilmore Girls. Really? Yep. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the first Gilmore Girls references of the podcast. I'm surprised oh, no. it took all the way to episode Oh, nine. no, we have referenced Gilmore oh, really? Girls before. Dang, I thought I was doing so well. I don't know. Love. I don't know if it was more of just <laughs> we expressed the love of Gilmore Girls. No, because we expressed the fact that Gilmore Girls is basically the reason this podcast oh, exists. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because you got me to watch Gilmore Girls, and then I'm getting you to watch Stargate. I dig it. Yes, that's We just right. didn't podcast about Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I also I've watched I've broken it. the seal of obsession. <laughs> I also watched all of Gilmore Gilmore Girls in about two and a half months. That's what you do. Yep. Gilmore Girls. So the planet in this episode is P3X974 or 794 because apparently in something there was a typo in referring to the planet. 
I don't know which one it. technically is in the in the episode, but it's um, Chimera, which is um, no Simera. I'm sorry, it sounds like Chimera because it's written with a C, but it's Simera. Oh, right. What is it? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I like it. Well, the main rate place. This is not actually a place. This is not. They didn't reference like the last episode where they referenced an actual place. Although this is also the name of the fictional country that Conan the Barbarian is from. Oh. Which is not anywhere where Norse yeah, I was gonna gods say, are worshipped. Yeah, that's not Norse. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Good. That's another thing I had wrong. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's get into it. So Daniel starts the episode by explaining that somewhere there should be a benevolent race that's posing as sky gods that are fighting against the ghoul. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that logic comes from, but apparently exists. Seems kind of like a hope dream for me. Uh, the, yeah, the idea that, uh, look, the gold aren't that cool. That's well, basically what there's, there's not a lot of evidence. He's basically jumping the conclusion of Thor because we need it for this episode. Yeah. Because... Now, is this the part where we had, like, a really awesome old-school PowerPoint, basically? Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is the <laughs> shitty PowerPoint. And this is also Jack being completely bored in history class. Yeah, he's like, oh, God. Is the bell rung yet? Um, but we, we're kind of just rolling with this jump to the Thor thing um, because... There's tons of benevolent gods mm-hmm. that... Mm-hmm. Let's just pick one. Yeah. Four. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and, I mean, the, the concept that there, but there's other sky gods who are benevolent, who are helping, it, I can plausibly, that would make sense. Right. It's the guessing Thor right off the bat, that's a bit much. Because uh, we've had Greek and Egyptian gods as Gould, but there's mm-hmm. Norse, there's Celtic, there's Native American, Mayan, Pacific Island. Like, you can Maybe go on. Maybe they're just kind of working their way on the map. Well, no, that still doesn't make sense. Yeah. You hit a couple before there's you went a couple, that far north. <laughs> but there's so many, and we many of those have, like... Sometimes you just gotta roll with it. I like Thor, so we'll go with Thor. I love Thor. I'm not going to (laughs) complain. Yeah, no kidding. Um, And I love love the fact that Daniel mentions Thor's hammer, and Teal's like, oh, I know know that. I know that thing. (laughs) I know a thing. I know all the things, but this one in particular. While he solves the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I did that. Been there, done that. Well, he just didn't ask me. I mean, yeah. I know a planet where there's Thor Hammer and protects it, and the Jaffa are banned from it, and everyone knows the symbols because you can't go there. And he's basically like, duh. Duh. You didn't ask me. It's like the the, uh, the Gould writing in the last episode. Yeah, the puzzle. Yeah. If you ask me, I'll tell you. Yeah, I don't. You I can't read your mind. Things. Yeah, he's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> so this is... Um, also, yeah, just the fact that Teal'c is a hipster. He's already been there, done that. He's, he knows everything all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's working on his mustache so he can then wax it. So this is <laughs> kind of... This is... There's not going to be necessarily a history according to Stargate in this episode. It's kind of, like, strewn throughout. I have a couple different points where there's oh, cool. history according to Stargate, but it's not consistent. Gotcha. So, Thor. Thor! Pretty much everyone knows Thor. Although it's interesting how much of Thor gets bastardized because of Marvel. Listen, if it weren't for Marvel, I wouldn't know Thor. <laughs> I well, Thor is my one of my favorite Marvel characters because actual because Thor. Because he's Thor. Gotcha. Because he's Thor. Yeah, I, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to de- find it in my brain and see if I've known of Thor before. I don't think I have. DuckTales never did an episode on Thor. My dog's middle name is Thor. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kaylee Thor. Kaylee Thor. Although, yeah. she, although, to be fair, she is named after the Marvel current comic Thor because girl power. Go for, um, yeah, go Thor. But anyway, so he... 
What's interesting is that during the Viking Age is, so Molnir is his hammer, which by mm. the way, our drink of the day is called Molnir. Yeah. Um, I don't know exact. there is... I don't know what's in it, but it was on fire. <laughs> yes, there's absinthe that bartender Nick lit on fire. I think in order to make bartender Nick was watching the movie Cocktail <laughs> and got inspired because there was a lot of flourish and fire. We're, we're a fan of fire mixed with absinthe since the first time that we had absinthe in Las Vegas. And one of the ways was love fire. I was fire. waiting for you to say since the dawn of fire. Since the dawn of because fire. Because that would have been more There's epic. also cream de cocoa in here. And there's also schnapps that our friend brought back from... Germany. Also, it was on fire, guys. And it was on it fire. It was on fire. Yeah. That's all. But also, Molnir <laughs> is an actual hammer. <laughs> and it is Thor's, you know, hammer of thunder and might. And it flies and it always returns to him. And there's all... Marvel got that part right. <laughs> um, but people started wearing... The, a lot of people wear sort of the Thor's hammer pendant. Okay. Um, and what's what's interesting is they started wearing that sort of in is a defiant stance during the Christianization of Scandinavia. Oh, so people started wearing this. They it was it was like a I don't like know rebels. Yeah, it was like a rebel thing. So I don't know if they were sort of going along with it and secretly wearing their right. you know, worshiping the old gods. And on the face of them, you know. Gotcha. But that's when, uh, that's when sort of Thor, I think, was the most popular. Gotcha. Because he's like a big, awesome Viking warrior, awesomeness dude. Um, Obviously, Thursday's named after him. If you didn't know that. Thursday. It's Thursday. I get it now. (laughs) Thursday's named after Thor. Um, I'm going to start saying that forever and ever. Amen. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, Thursday. Uh, Thursday. And his wife is Sif. Which, if you know Marvel, Lady Sif, it's a very different character. Okay. But he's, he was, he, I mean, he had kids with a couple other people. Here's the thing. The family tree in North mythology, like a lot of mythological god family trees, is like all kinds of There's a up. lot of sluttiness. There's a lot of sluttiness. Well, you know what? When you're a There's... god, you can do whatever you want. I mean, you're living for how long and you are mortal. Why wouldn't and... you? And also, why wouldn't you want a bunch of like half human, half whatever, or yeah. even multiple godlike creatures that are like, look, I'm just going to spawn everywhere mm. because you're welcome. There's yeah. going to be more of well, me. Well, one of his, one of his <laughs> daughters was apparently a Valkyrie. At least, I, there's just, it's it's all over. Um, obviously, his, his father is Odin. That's the one consistent part. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and so the earliest records, this I found this interesting when I read, the earliest records of um, from the Germanic people uh, of, of Thor were written by the Romans. So Thor was referred to as Jupiter or Hercules. Oh. Because they saw this this god and they associated it with their god that they thought was the same. Well, that makes sense. You would try to you reference to something you know. Exactly. It was like a banana for scale. He was a banana. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other interesting thing, I was looking through some artwork and stuff at the time, and it's been used all over the world as representing a million things in the world. But the sw- a swastika was used from, like, the Iron Age to the Viking Age as a symbol of Thor, and they're thinking it was, like, the hammer and the thunder from the hammer. Right. I remember it didn't always have the negative connotation no, that it has now. It's been used. You can find it. I think you can find the swastika in, like, every corner of, like a symbol in every corner of the That's world. It's so rough to, to try and push the, the meaning out of your head, but okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, all of the positive meanings from it are just disappeared. Uh, 
sad. That's what happens when thing people appropriate things that aren't theirs. Exactly. Just don't don't take shit that's not yours, people. Respect other people's <laughs> not without understanding it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the other thing that Daniel mentions are the Ettons. Which gets mentioned a couple times in the episode because okay. they ref- they call the ghoul the Ettons. Okay. The only reference I can find for the Ettons is that it's that we're at least we're related in that area of the world that could be related to the story was it's another name for a a boogle or a boggle which I think in the end also is the source of the boogeyman. That yeah, I was gonna say that sounds like it's a which is so or a, a boggle or a, yeah. a boogle a bogar from Harry Potter. Yeah. Yep. It's it actually makes sense in this because it's from like the North Umbria Scots region, okay. which is essentially the entire like top half of of the the island. Gotcha. So in my notes I wrote it equals bad guys. Uh, Are we good there? Yes. Okay. They they live to perplex man. They're not, they didn't really want to harm them. Like little imps or something. Yeah, they were just there to to cause to aggravate. They were Loki. Oh. <laughs> they were the gotcha. trickster. They were coyote. Cool. Gotcha. They were just there to, you know, be a nuisance. I'm got, I'm with you. I got gotcha. you. Um, Can't leave well enough alone. Exactly. So okay. that's that's the end of at least that part of this history according to start. Cool, I'm in. Um, so before they head to the gate, Hammond gives them a box. Yes. And that Daniel worked on with the Sagan Institute to create. So naturally, at least you would understand that as soon as I hear the word Sagan, yeah. I'm all in because yeah. Carl Sagan's one of my favorite people in That's history. That's funny. I didn't catch the Sagan reference. So they said that the Sagan Institute, they worked at the Sagan Institute to create it. I'm not sure which center they were referring to okay. because the Carl Sagan Institute wasn't formed at Cornell, Cornell until nineteen or till 2014. Okay. Um, it didn't and, exist in the 1900s. Yeah, because he taught at Cornell, so that's where it started. Now, the Carl Sagan Center at SETI, that was informed until 2006. Um, oh, and Maybe they were hoping to help fund one. Yeah, I think there's just sort of... Wishful thinking? Yeah. Um, this was right after he passed. Oh, um, oh, it's like a little tribute, maybe. And this was probably filmed right after... I'm thinking it was filmed right after the Pathfinder landing site was renamed the Carl Sagan Memorial Station. Oh, wow. All the feels right now. Yeah. Oh. So this is a, like a clear reference to the Golden Record on Voyager. Okay. So you know that one? It's So it's... Um, they worked with Sagan, and he helped to... He worked with a number of people, but he sort of led up the project, and it is literally a golden record that oh. is on the Voyager... The two Voyager probes. What? This sounds really familiar, but I don't know it. Well, you've probably seen... There's, like, a, an infamous um, picture. It's, like, the two... The man and the woman figures. Okay. Um, and actually, there was a controversy. they just silhouettes of a man and woman because they originally had drawings of a nude man and woman to show, oh. that, like, the two So races. tell me more about what's on the golden record. Um... So there is um, the container. It has 115, 115 images yes. ranging from like this is the Earth. Here is animals. That's here it's is kind the of launch. like a getting to know us type thing. It's like it's like at this point it's sort of a um, uh, what's that um, um, history box open it time capsule. It's okay. a time capsule kind of at this point. But it's yeah, it's getting to know. It was so, at the time it was Earth's eHarmony page. It was Earth. Yeah. <laughs> It was their Tinder page. <laughs> so there's natural sounds from like whale songs and wind gotcha. and rain. And I have heard of this. Yeah. There is um, music from different cultures, and that included, let's see, that included 
Uh, lots of Bach, like three or four Bach things. Okay. A lot of like local percussion music and like um, ch- tribal chants, indigenous music. Yeah. There was also Johnny B. Good. Oh, cool. There was Mozart, Stradivinsky, Beethoven, Blind Willie Johnson was included. I have no idea. He has a nice gospel soul. He's like an like super like. 1920s. I love 30s that you're the soul. one telling me the music right now. I love that. Because <laughs> you are by far the music expert. <laughs> Fun tidbit though, uh, they wanted to say good one include Here Comes the Sun. Oh. And the Beatles were like, yeah, go, I'm all for it. And but? EMI declined. Jackoffs. Yeah. Bunch of, There's also <laughs> bunch of fuckwits. I'm telling you. <laughs> There's spoken greetings in 59 languages. Okay. Um, which also includes Nick Sagan, his son, going oh. hello from the children of planet Earth. Nice. There's a couple like where there is one language that I read it and it's basic like hello have you eaten yet come uh-huh. join us <laughs> come eat humans no just kidding that's not what we meant to say <laughs> um, there's also an hour of Andrew's brainwaves which Anne is his was his wife oh gotcha so um, I'm I thought that was a really cool really awesome touch and it completely makes sense yeah and <laughs> Carl Sagan is my patronus. Oh. Um, they're also she so Daniel then goes to put the the Sagan box yeah, back on <laughs> yeah back to the episode he goes to put the Sagan box on the melp the the so the Stargate is the wormhole's not established yet okay that melp is very close to that wormhole or to the Stargate <laughs> when that kush you know, happens we like to live dangerously when that kush happens that entire melp is going to be eaten by the kush maybe it's a lot heavier than we think maybe it's like going to hold its ground no 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 because it destroys any matter <laughs> it's gone it doesn't matter it's, it's weight fine yeah <laughs> uh, so we arrive on the planet and the hammer can tell that we're like you can see a hammer we're on the right planet they you know before you even land mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure if we're on a distant planet or what, but they're just thrown from that wormhole. They're like thrown out the Stargate. That's true. And the locals start laughing at them and then chanting Thor, 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 Thor. Yeah, which, yeah, which was fun. <laughs> and then certain people in the room. Certain people who have four legs or fuzzy and gigantic ears <laughs> perked up because she heard her name being called from the TV. Yeah, she's like, that's me. That's me. What do you want? <laughs> and so they start, the, the hammer starts scanning everyone. Right. And it gets to Junior in Teal'c. And just starts causing him a lot of pain. Transports him somewhere, but Jack is, like, trying to get Teal'c out of the way, so transported with him. Right. Well, Jack's trying to kind of interfere. He, like, jumps in front of him. Yeah. And um, Sam seems to just, like, not even care. Like, she takes his, her two of her members of her team, including her commanding officer, disappearing. She seems a little with stunned. With quite stride. She seems a little stunned, because immediately after her, she's like, all right, someone's got to pay for this shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I wrote Jack and Teal get eaten. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of how I feel it happens. And um, so as this as a woman comes down the hill on horseback mm-hmm. and has the line, "You're a little short for gods," and I'm only assuming that's a Star Wars reference. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> um, so we're introduced to Garwin, which I don't know about you. Immediately, I loved Garwin. Well, that's the girl, right? That's what the yeah. girl's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. kind of cool. Is that? Don't we meet another girl later? Yes, that's Kendra. I think I like Kendra better than her, but yeah. sure, this girl's pretty. They're cool both too. like you fully understand that both of them are can handle anything that comes at them. Yeah. They are fully capable. 
Um, They're pretty powerful ladies. Yeah. So they, she assumes SG-1 is from Thurnfong. Thurthfang. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. So those are actually the fields in Asgard. Oh. Because she says, like, you're from Thor's, or Thurnfong, Thor's home. And so that's actually the fields where Thor's hall... Belsniknir. Belsniknir. Thor's Hall. Thor's Hall is located. And it has, <laughs> apparently this is like the largest hall that's ever been made. And it has 540 rooms or something like this. Oh, cool. It's like the largest structure in all of Asgard. It's first castle. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so Daniel and Sam try and get help to find Jack and Teal'c. And she assumes that they tricked well, they're like, well, they took him there because they're, you know, they're Ettens, they're they're ghouls. Right. So I assumed you tricked him here to get rid of them. And they're like, no, no, yeah. we like them. We would like yeah. to keep them. So so she thinks that we're trying to get rid of these bad guys, but mm-hmm. we're like, no, these are our people. No, these are good people. So Daniel explains they're from Midgard, and sh- which again, that's that's where people live, right? In in, in the in the nine worlds um, map. Midgard is Earth world. Uh, Midgard equals Earth. Got it. Which is also Middle Earth. Hey, mm-hmm. there's another Lord of the Rings thing right yep, there. Yep, He didn't, he stole a little bit from Earth mythology. <laughs> <laughs> uh, borrowed some. Inspired by. Uh, and so he, so Daniel, Daniel asks and Garwin assures him that Thor wouldn't kill a human to kill an Etten. So the whole point is you you only kill the ghouls, you keep the hosts alive. Gotcha. And all of a sudden, Daniel goes, oh, by the way, I have a wife. <laughs> Who could benefit from that? Hey, that's important news. And she takes them to Kendra, who's, who was, Gould was killed by the hammer, and she was later found by hunters. And the term that is said in here where I love is Garwin goes, my husband's gone a Viking. Yeah, I didn't realize that was a thing people could do. You can go a Viking? I'm going to go a Viking all the time. It's like at, at, like at lunch break, you're supposed to go get lunch. Well, I'm going a Viking. Going a Viking. I'm going to go catch a, I don't know what Vikings catch, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to go catch some pet thai. <laughs> I'm gonna go catch a burrito down the street. I'm gonna go a Viking to the to the Mexican food shop. <laughs> that's, that's seriously that's what we're gonna be saying yeah, from now on. Going a Viking all the time. So meanwhile, in the cave of suffering, uh, Jack and Teal wake up. Junior is not happy. Yeah, and they're greeted by a message from Thor. Yeah, which, by the way, can we just every time we see him pop out of Teal, it grosses me out a little. Oh really? But, yeah, I was like, Ugh. oh, I have I have no problem with yeah, that one. No, I'm I'm pretty grossed out by him. He looks like a weird eaten gummy bear. Like you ate a gummy bear and then you spit it out. Because so all the color's gone. It's just gelatin. Only creepier. I've never heard of like color disappearing from You've a gummy bear. You've never spit out a gummy bear halfway through the process? I don't nope, think I eat okay. many gummy bears. Just me then. Gummy bears bouncing <laughs> here and there and everywhere. Oh, this is, this is going to be in my head forever. Yep. This uh, lives there now. You are. I'm not sorry. Um, but they're greeted by a message from Thor, Supreme Commander of the Asgard Fleet. Which, let's stop for a second. Yes. Talk about Thor. Okay. This Thor. Yes. This Thor. This uh, 1990s <laughs> Thor. Yes. Looks like a Thor that mm-hmm. we would run into cosplaying. Yes. 
at one of the cons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this real scrawny dude, <laughs> terrible <laughs> hair. Helmet that is eight times larger than his head. Like, who's, who's, you, who did, are you really Thor? Are you Thor's little cousin that borrowed his stuff to come out here? So can we just say, I know that Marvel did not invent Thor, but that is the the first Thor that I can remember. Thor really ages well in the last 20 years. Hey, guys, <laughs> hey, hey, those who have seen the rest of the series, I'm looking to my drink and not saying anything. <laughs> Thor gets nice and buff. I like Chris Hemsworth as, <laughs> as his bodily person as of Thor. This scrawny Thor man. I will say that... This is an episode, guys, where I'm having a hard time, like, I, I, like how how dumb to play this and how. Mm-hmm. And so I'm basically I'm I'm tr- I'm going to go with base knowledge. <laughs> I will say that we will see Thor again. Okay. Well, will he look different? Oh, you're not going to tell me, are you? Oh, look at that. Okay, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting cold shoulder. So they they try and, and talk, but they find it's just a holographic recording, and the recording tells them that they're stuck here, and eventually they'll find the way to the real hammer, which will kill the Gould and leave the host, and that's how the host can leave. Except Teal can't do that. But Teal can't do that. So Teal tells Jack to leave him, and Jack just goes ahead and leaves him and, and heads out the hammer an episode over. <laughs> Not. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, also, Jack, please take your shades off. You're in a dark cave. Yeah, well, he's been hanging out with Corey Hart. <laughs> he's been wearing his sunglasses at night. It's just who he is. <laughs> he just wears them for like half a scene. It's just what it is now. This is me now. <laughs> also, this is where Jack is like me, doesn't pronounce things, and they head to the chamber of mohair. <laughs> so on the surface, they arrive at Kendra's camp, and she seems to be helping a young boy. And then she takes out a gold hand device, and we cut to commercial. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, wait a minute. Kendra's, Kendra knows things. Kendra knows things. So we come back from commercial, mm-hmm. and we see that the device is like a healing device. Okay. Um, and it only works when you're rhyming. Because <laughs> she says the, the It was invented by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> uh, she has a scar on the back of her neck to sing, that shows that she was a ghoul. Uh, but she's free now, and there is she, there there are no strings on her. And, uh, and look, Daniel, your wife can be saved. By the That's way, that true. wife that you have. Remember that wife that you sometimes remember about? Yep. So... Because I'm a romantic at heart, all I can think of when we meet Kendra and we find out all these things about her is like, oh, she would be such a great match for Teal. Oh, yes. She, it would be such a perfect... They could bond over the gold and how well, strong she, they are she's and how kind badass of they are. has no need for Jaffa for a while here. Well, that's true, but still, because she hasn't I mean, met has she seen his eyebrows? <laughs> no. I'm sure once she does, she'll be like, this man is amazing. Can I must I, have him. Can I just say here, so... Let's make little gold proof babies. <laughs> um, in this, that's going to be my this music is, of life. This is an episode where um, sometimes you know where it, it your brain thinks that it's a certain actor actress in a role for years, and then you go back and rewatch it, and you're like, that is not who I thought it was. Oh. Um, I, this didn't happen in this episode. It, it happened you know before here, uh-huh. but for years, I just. My head thought that that was Gina Torres playing oh, Kendra. a Firefly? A Firefly. Oh, I can see that. Oh, she would have been good in Kendra. Do you know who also uh, Gina Torres is my perfect ideal casting of? Who's that? Wonder Woman. 
Oh, that's a good one, too. Tell me that she is not, like, does not crave. Listen, she listen. was born to be Amazonian queen She's of pretty Diana badass, Prince, but Wonder didn't Woman. we just decide that Sam was Wonder Woman? Yes, this is true. I'm talking about if you're casting a movie currently, which okay, may or may not fine. be going forward. Here's, okay, here's my thing. Yeah, yeah. Torres. <laughs> okay, like, here's, here's what I want. I want Amanda Tapping to play Wonder Woman, and okay. I want her to have spawned some sort of child. Okay. And the movie is really about this child, so Wonder Woman can look a little bit older like Amanda Tapping does. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, mind you, but just a tiny bit older. Gotcha. Also, so back to actual Kendra, not Gina Torres Kendra. Um, I want her dress. I would oh, wear yeah. her dress every day. <laughs> I will take Garwin's clothing. I basically want all of the local clothing. It's always, it was all very Renfair to me. Yes. But in a good, I would, I mean, um, not that I'm against that. I would not just wear that to Renfair. I would wear that to work. <laughs> also, uh, Kendra has a cloak later on. I will take that. I do like a good cloak. Yep. But we live in Florida. I will wear it anyway. <laughs> I will suffer through that. So, um, back in the pit of darkness, yes. um, they wander through the caves. They find bones. Those bones were of a creature that was killed and eaten. Right. So things look bright and sunny. Also, we see a large animal foot. Yeah, that's which is not never a good sign. No. So, back at Kendra's camp, uh, they are no done drinking mead. Well, yeah. Out of horns. I've always wanted a drinking horn. I do wish they were all had, you know, the Viking helmets on, but whatever. I really want a drinking horn. Uh, <laughs> and Daniel is quizzing her on what it's like to have the gould removed for, you know, personal reasons. Yeah. And Kenra, Kenra refuses to believe that Teal was a good guy. Yeah, uh, she doesn't even know our Teal'c. Well, she's just going on the base of all Jaffa. She's That's a little, true. she's a little Jaffaist. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like that. And, um,. Daniel starts then explaining about Jaffa and forgets that, you know, Kendra was a ghoul and therefore knows all about Jaffa. Yeah, come on. Get it together, dude. <laughs> and uh, Kendra then gets told by the wind and thunder, which seems to show up perfectly timing out yeah. of nowhere. The Valkyries, right? Is what yeah. she calls them? The Valkyries ride on the wind and tell her that Daniel speaks the truth and they head off to do And she's some like, shut up already. Stop telling me things. I do yeah. like that part. But they have to have some room uh, That's first. another thing I'm going to do. I'm going to decide that the Valkyries are speaking to me mm-hmm. every now and then at work. I'll be like, shut up, guys. <laughs> the Valkyries are speaking. You have to do it when the rain comes. Yes, ex- yeah. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. when it'll happen. Yep. So back in the Labyrinth of Mystery... Uh, or Misery. I like that one, too. I said, yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to say Misery there, and I said Mystery. It is a Labyrinth of Mystery, too. It's both things. It's all the things. It's a Labyrinth of Misery and Mystery. Um, but this teal Staff weapon doesn't work. Conveniently enough, because Earth... Jack has a weapon from Earth. Right, and Teal'c does not. Earth's weapons work. Jaffa weaponry technology? Yes. Okay. Gould, whatever. Yes, thank you. The whole world. Um, And they awaken the beast. And I can't figure out... Jack hands something to Teal'c. It's not a gun. It's just like a black rectangle. I don't know if it's more (laughs) ammo, if it's like C4. It's more like, here, you hold this while I go do something. (laughs) Yeah. I rewatched it. I cannot figure out what that is. Maybe it was just like, here, hold this block of black licorice I was eating for Exactly. Like, under something. And they reach the same conclusion, um, and sh- then that Shaoray and Scar can be saved, mm-hmm. uh, and they cut to, the, the camera cuts to the beast is gone. This dun, is, dun, is this dun, the dun. part where, right, this is not the part where he actually shot it, right? No. Okay. No. Because we're cut to the room circle, we find out that Kenra is from Jobana. 
Okay. Remember that planet, and we never hear from that That sounds planet. like the name of something that's in my shampoo. We never hear that planet again, ever. Uh, but that's because it's now in my shampoo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, when the Death Star hit it, yeah. and you think of a bunch of asteroids, and they mine that for shampoo right, now. Right, yeah, yeah. to yeah. make your hair shiny. Yep, yep. <laughs> and so, uh, sh- so she was a beautiful child, and that's dangerous on the planet she came from, because the gold value beautifulness. Right, of course. Always the beautiful people. God, they're so full of themselves. I know. And she- what if that's not even true what if she was like some ugly duckling and but her mom was planet, like she was no beautiful. sweetie it's just because you're so pretty <laughs> that you they had to <laughs> I, I don't know i give up on this lie well, i'm done lying to you if kid. she was too pretty they threw her in the temple anyway yeah. <laughs> uh, and so she was but she was trained in the temple and that allowed her the mental fortitude to resist against the gould and she whispered to it and she slowly sort of convinced it to come to this planet for ego purposes and that way she was taken and she can kill the she persuaded it. Good for her. Yeah. So back in the tunnels of being lost, um, the beast <laughs> finds them, and the beast isn't Unas. He is the first, one of the first ones, and he tries to get Teal to do his bidding, which, you know, Now, is this the beast work. that sounds like somebody familiar to us, or is this someone else? No, this is a different... There's a... There's some... Some... Okay, keep going. Okay. <laughs> um... But he's he's a bit arrogant. Okay. And he finds out that Jack's weapon works uh, and then is just shot a bunch of times. And he's left for dead because it seems like he's dead. Uh, right. But that encounter was much too fast for well, not Well, he's to... only a little bit dead. You <laughs> can't kill the boss with like, one hit. Yeah. This, it's a boss level fight. This was like, boy, you killed him really quick and there's a lot of episode left. Somehow I don't think he's dead. Oh, look, mm. his eyes are glowing. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah. who do you think he sounds like? He sounds like um, a certain father figure from The Lion King or a certain father figure from Star Wars. Basically, a lot of father figures that we know. Did you look that up? <laughs> no, but I remember you saying he's, there's somebody in here that's important, and so I was kind of looking out all over the place. Was that a thing? Is yeah, it real? This is yes. actually James Earl Jones voicing yes, him. Yes, I dig it. That's really freaking cool. Because I was hoping. I had I was no hoping. clue. I had no clue, honestly. And then I can show you in my notes near the end of the episode, I went, is this James Earl Jones' voice? <laughs> well, I remember you saying there's some sort of guest star. And so now I'm looking everywhere. I'm trying to find all the hidden clues. Yeah. You know, I'm moving everything to find, like, you know, the, the change in the texture. I'm trying to find all my Easter eggs. Which is why I think there was a Star Wars reference early in the episode. Aren't you oh, a little short? Oh, <laughs> snap! It all comes together. Um, I like yeah. it. Completely randomly, they get James Earl Jones to voice the Unas. How do they even get that? I don't know. It doesn't happen anymore. More. I feel like he's just a cool dude. It's like, what, you want a day of work and for me to read 20 lines? No That'll problem. That'll be $7 million in pennies. <laughs> in pennies. In unmarked to pennies. To be fair, not sequential unmarked It's pennies. in Canadian money, so it's only like 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be $1 million. <laughs> um, but yes, the Unas is voiced by James Earl Jones. Yes. And the most epic, random... Not- I have to go back. I did not... I was going to check it when I rewatched this episode. I don't remember if his voice is in the credits or not. Maybe. I don't even know how they got him to do that because it's like, how how did you get him to play the part of someone that's not a father? I know. He's like, no, no, I only do dads. I only, only do, do dads. fucked up dads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm either dead or I've tried to kill my... No, no, no. Only people with bad daddy issues and I play their daddy. Um, so then <laughs> back on the surface, uh, Kendra, Sam, and Daniel travel. 
That's the end of that scene. The end. It's a little, yep. So back in the fire swamps, <laughs> Teal explains that the Unas were the first hosts, and they're, they're a myth, like like vampires. And he could have been What? Down- vampires are a myth? Get out of here. <laughs> they're totally With real. your heresy. Now it is a myth that they sparkle. If you see a sparkly vampire, just... Just kick it in the throw face. Throw something at it, and you'll probably kill it. Uh, um, but the Unas could have been down here a thousand years. Because they can regenerate, and there's this beautiful. This is one of my, this is my favorite interaction. One of my favorites of the episode. See, it's like the old stories say Unas have great restorative powers, but those are tales to frighten children. It is a myth, much like your vampire. Jack goes, huh? Tia goes, it is dead. <sighs> Jack goes, that's good. Tia goes, I believe. <laughs> Jack goes, you believe? Tia goes, I am certain. Jack goes, positive. Except not really. She looks like I am. (laughs) Jack goes just a myth. She goes a myth. I think they're both pretty scared. Yeah, (laughs) like this back and forth. We're totally fine, right? No, we're totally fine. Back and forth, and it's kind of like this slow drawn out. Like at one point, Jack just walks out of the frame. You just have to look like just a myth. He's like. (laughs) I'm not even scared. You're not scared, right? No, totally not scared. Totally not even a little bit scared. It's like, yeah, me neither. I wasn't even scared. Like, I was just asking if you were scared. Because... It's like teenage boys who told a ghost story around the campfire in the middle right, of the woods. Right, And they both need to go pee and they can't because they're stuck in the tent yeah, and it's yeah. still dark. And they're like, no, I don't even. Not, no, I don't not, even have to pee. Not yo. even a big deal. No, totally not. My pee just reserved my body. I don't have yeah, to pee I anymore. Just, no. Yeah, I was just so dehydrated that it just took it back in. <laughs> on the surface, Kendra's a bit lost uh, since everything was covered in snow last time he was here and it was years ago. Excuses, excuses, Kendra. I know. And Daniel goes on about his wife and blah, blah, blah. And Daniel's like, Shari was a fighter. Was she you hiding do, that trait? Do you, yeah, I've never seen that in her. <laughs> Daniel, I think you're making mm. up a different... Do you Have you met your wife? Have you met your wife? <laughs> I, I'm really starting to think he knows nothing of this woman other than mm. what she's like in bed. Basically, probably, <laughs> and we established that might not even be... That's true. He yeah. might not even be good at that. Yeah. So oh, back, Daniel. In, back in Pan's Labyrinth, uh, they sh- <laughs> clearly should have decapitated the Unas guys. Yeah. Does, he, does he have little eyeballs on his hands, too? I can't, I can't I get past that scene in Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, that is such... I need to rewatch that. <laughs> that is an amazing movie. We're watching that. Okay. We're doing it. Okay. Um... So they're on the surface again. They just keep bouncing back and forth in these short little scenes. But on the aqueducts... Sam takes Daniel aside and starts talking about Kendra, where Kendra is clearly ten feet in front of you and can hear you over the. She's doing water. the loud whisper. She's like, "Hey, hey, let me tell you a thing. I don't trust her. Do you think she's trustworthy? It's like you're not whispering. You no. understand that you're not. It's yeah, like yeah. you and I at work. <laughs> hey, I'm whispering a thing at you that the entire room can hear. Hey guys, there's a reason probably that we are separated <laughs> on other sides of the room after sitting yeah, together. Yeah, they're like, let's uh, let's move these two away from each other, <laughs> far, far away from each other. Uh, and so now we just talk silently via text <laughs> messages to each other. Um, but so. Sam is doubting her. Daniel's defending her. It's for some reason it's extremely predictable, right? Because Daniel will predict will defend any pretty girl. Basically, yeah. Until he remembers that he has a wife. Sometimes even. Sometimes maybe. even then. <laughs> so back in the underground sewers, the the Unas is back, and he talks a big talk, and he gets shot again with earth weapons, and Jack and Teal leave the Unas. To get more pissed? Like, they shoot him and run. Yeah. We didn't learn... Double tap him. Yeah. 
Let's just piss him off a little. Like, see what Jack, happens. you have seen enough zombie culture, I am sure. You've seen <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Jack has seen Night of the oh, Living yeah. Dead. Oh, yeah. He definitely has. He now, Walking all. Dead doesn't exist yet, but but he's seen enough zombie stuff that you, you decapitate them, you get him in the head. You yeah. kill the brain to destroy the zombie. Well, I mean, weren't we just talking about vampires? Yeah. He should know better. You gotta stick him through the heart. Exactly. Come on. <sighs> um... So Kendra, Sam, and Daniel find the exit of the labyrinth, and she gives them a little bit more knowledge of what's inside, and she remembers a beast being inside, and she's kind of like frightened most to go labyrinths. In. Yeah, and she's frightened to go in. Um, yeah, that's what is it? The, the labyrinth with the minotaur in the center. Yeah, yeah, that's I forget Greek. who went in that. I don't know, but he had the 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 uh, string from the girl. Yep. And thanks. Yeah, I'm really Something. bad at this. Yep, me too. People are yelling. <laughs> we'll put it on the, the Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Ariadne? No, I don't. No. I don't know. No. People are yelling the name at us. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but more winter, winter, thunder and winds. Winter. <laughs> winter. It's like thunder snow, except not. Thunderstone's a real thing. I know it's not you, real. I refuse to believe I that it's real. I know you don't think that thunderstone is real. I have not experienced thunderstone. Not real. It's a thing. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, and that's Thor telling her to go inside anyway, even though she's frightened. Again, very... There is something in here that the thunder and wind shows up out of nowhere exactly when she needs an answer. She's like, all right, fine. It's like they're kind of just watching the whole movie. Yeah. And every now and then they're like, oh, this isn't going. It's like a choose your own adventure book. And the book is an adventure. Like, they're the ones reading the choose your own adventure book. I like it. Okay, fine. Make her go this way now. Make her go this way. Um, So Jack and Teal locate the hammer. And Jack goes through no problem. And Teal does not because, duh. <laughs> uh, and Jack, so Teal goes in it and starts like, I don't know why he goes, there is a hammer here. They just told me I couldn't go through the hammer and I'm going to try to walk through the I'm hammer. I'm going to do a thing that they were told me not to do. I'm just going to see what happens, guys. Um, but anyways, he's, he he gets stopped. It turns red. He's in pain. Jack just kind of dives and pushes him and shoves him out of the way of the hammer. Yeah, I'm still not exactly sure how he, how he does that in like... I'm still not exactly sure how Teal kids are dead, but let's keep going. Okay. He just wasn't in there long enough to die. Gotcha. Okay. He just got a little dead. Okay. <laughs> just a tiny bit dead. He got better. Yeah. Um, but He was Una- suffering from death, and then they fixed him. <laughs> the owner shows back up again, and because he's like Jason Voorhees, cannot die. <laughs> I know. Um, and, but, and, and Jack has one mag left, and he decides basically, fuck it. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go by Teal'c's side fighting because he's not going to leave Teal'c there because, you know, he has honor. He's a good guy. Of course. Um, so Kendra says the temple taught her that fear is the greatest enemy and she must face it because I'm pretty sure that the temple she went at at Jabana was actually the Jedi temple. <laughs> Which Wait, is what? <laughs> she has this line about, like, fear is the greatest enemy and I was like... I'm pretty sure Yoda has a line about fear. Oh, yeah. And she was the temple, and it was the Jedi temple. That's yeah. how she can communicate with the winds. We've just got so she's all communicating the with the force. different things in here. I love this. Yeah, no, let's just come back. Here's what I've noticed. Every every episode, is this is the recipe. At equal parts, other mythologies. Yeah. 
mix in a Stargate, <laughs> shoot through, <laughs> land so, on a new world. Yeah, Taylor's throwing pop culture references. Just yeah, a couple. A couple of pop culture There's references. There's an Oprah. An Oprah mixed yeah. in. <laughs> Add a little bit of uh, history, <laughs> and you've got an episode of Stargate. I'm not going to lie. That's essentially <laughs> the mix for a Stargate episode. I like it. It's delicious and fulfilling. It is. <laughs> um, so the Unas threatens to eat them. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, he's attack. been in there for so long. <laughs> he's well, hungry. Yeah, he's like, dude, can I get, can a guy get something to eat? And so he he attacks and Teal'c outstrongmans him. And they sh- basically, they turn him so it's back to the hammer. They fire at him with, with, all, with gu- both guns. And eventually Teal'c sort of shoves him into the hammer so that he can't get back out of it again. And <laughs> It's like a genie in the bottle. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't know if you noticed, that's some really great, like, tackling form yeah. from Teal'c. <laughs> yeah, well, he probably also understands how to play American football. Well, actually, Chris Judge played for the University of Oregon on a football scholarship. Go Ducks! <laughs> he, was, uh, he played defensive back in safety. Well, with a man built like that, of course he of did. Of course. And he apparently, he led in kickoff field, returned yardage in the 83-4 season, and interceptions what? in 84, and he was three-time All-American. So he's a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Chris a Judge little, is a badass. Yeah, nice. Way to go, dude. So hence why he knows how to tackle the Una so well. Yeah, he's like, I got this. Oh, I got this. Yeah. I just um, remembered that in another life I, I played this thing called American football. Uh, Jack, you know football. Football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack knows football. Jack knows oh, football. Oh, Jack knows football. Here's the thing. Do you think Jack is more of a college or a pro? Jack is a... Let's see. Where is he from? He's from Chicago. But I can't see him as a Bears fan. He doesn't seem like a Bears fan. No, I think he's a disgruntled Grizzly Bears fan. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can definitely see that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly he, he clearly his top team is, you know, Air Force Academy. Yeah, yeah. That's his top, that's his top football team. I can team. see that, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so meanwhile, back on, on the other side of the wall, the gang can't get into the room where the hammer is because that door shut. And so Kendra rhymes some more, and magically the door opens. Yeah, well, again, the uh, gospel according to Dr. Seuss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the gang comes in. They see Teal calling the Unas in. Jack pulls Teal out, and then the Unas falls dead because his gould was killed. And apparently because without the gould, he can't regenerate from the injuries just had. But that does not seem very uh, hopeful for the host surviving when you stick Shaw Ray in there. Right, right. So basically, this isn't going to work. This is ba- you're going to kill whoever's got to. Well, I think in this case, they just shot the Unas up with, you know, how many, how many bullets. So I That's think true. it's. I think it's because the ghoul's not there to re- to repair him. Okay. To heal him. So he was gonna. Yeah. Is I the got logic it. I'm going so to his use? Regenerating in this. came from the gold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I, I mean, that's I, how Teal'c, that's how Teal'c heals is, so well, is the larva gold. Oh, I got it. Okay, so those the re, healing, rebuilding properties, yeah. or, or be able to come back to life, weren't his, they were the gold. It seems like it was the gold, not the Unus. I'm there. I'm with you. I'm following. So, Daniel uh, says it proves they can save Shari and Skara. Jack points out that Teal'c's here now, not right. them, and Teal'c's family. Listen, Daniel. Get it together and focus. What's the line? Ohana means family, and, and family, family means, means nobody, nobody gets, gets left, left behind, behind or forgotten. Or forgotten. Shout out to my family. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, Stitch. Do you see this shirt with Stitch hugging BB-8 and drooling yes, all over him? Yes, I want it. Oh my god, I want it. I just want... <laughs> Actually, I saw a really cool BB-8 today at Brookstone. Oh, really? Which is, uh, it's fully automated, does its own little thing, and there's an app on your phone. It's like $130. Yeah. Santa Claus, if you're listening. <laughs> they sell that, like, Target and Amazon and whatever else. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be it's the Tickle Me already. It's but, the Tickle yeah. Me of this year. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's, if some snot nose kid you imagine, has that, I'm stealing it. Could from you imagine, him. like Kaylee chasing that around the room? Can you imagine anybody that we know, adult males, uh, chasing it around the room? I know a couple just, adult males yeah. that, off the top of my head, <laughs> and adult females that maybe named Nix. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who like? I can't talk to you right now. I'm watching BB8. I'm watching BB8. Um, <laughs> And Teal Kakoris is selfless. <laughs> Back to the episode. Yeah. I know we're talking about Star Wars. This is the Star... By the way, we are going to be talking about Star Listen, Wars when that comes out. it's not our fault. It's the absinthe talking. <laughs> <laughs> when that comes out in December, we will be having to talk there about that. There will be some, some late night viewings, some 1 a.m. Oh, viewings, because we yes. won't be able to make it to the midnight showings. Oh, I'm going to a midnight show. Are you doing midnight? I'm yeah. doing 1 a.m. Yeah, I'm, I, don't, I haven't gotten tickets yet. But they will be will be going at midnight. Okay. If I can get an earlier one, like at eight o'clock, sometimes they have those. I'll be going. Yeah, at. some of us work till eleven. By the way, there's a Stargate episode. So, <laughs> Tilka, that's called a hard segue, guys. Yeah. So Tilka offers to stay because he's selfless, and Jack won't hear it. So instead, they destroy the hammer, and they give the staff weapon to Daniel because something about well, he I guess he won't have resentment if he's the one to destroy it. Right. That maybe it's cathartic. Sure. sure. Um, and Teal gets to walk free. So here's the thing. Could they have, like, c 4 a wall? Or they're intelligent people. Could they have right. not gone to the gate and gotten something else in order to get Teal out of here without destroying the hammer? Because you now leave the planet defenseless. No, it's just because he can't get through that passageway, yeah. right? What? It's yeah, just that passageway. Do we not C4 have the technology wall. to break through some rocks? Yeah. Apparently not. Uh, um, <laughs> that would have been too easy. Clearly. And they head back to the gate and they basically say that, well, the gold don't know the hammer was destroyed. And so th- they'll still be frightened away. And now the entire de- planet's defense is a bluff. Right. Which is, this is going to come back to bite us in the butt. You're going to l- yeah. not tell me anything nope. right now. Nope. Okay. But that's going to happen. There's no way that we're done here. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Jack says to tell Thor goodbye and and to... And tell him to bulk up a little. Tell him to bulk maybe up. maybe wash his hair. And that they would like to meet Thor one day. <laughs> Not just his holographic Not version. Not just the holographic yeah, version. Yeah, weird. We just asked if we could meet Thor and then we left this planet defenseless. Look yep. at all these things that we're just putting out for it. Grace to spell out. Even though I'm not that great at picking up patterns, boyfriend Jesse will tell you we were just playing Portal <laughs> yesterday. And I was like, what? What do we do next? I don't get it. <laughs> so here, Kendra hands Daniel a rune. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought that that rune was the same as the one that Gandalf engraves on Bilbo's <laughs> door in The Hobbit. It's not, because the little... It's kind of the same. It's the same F design, but the little F part goes downwards in this one, and it goes, like, upwards, I think, in Again, Gandalf's. things I would not have noticed. So, this one is actually... And... 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 
Um, <laughs> I don't know it's what you're an trying F. to say. Um, but it basically stands for Odin. Like, if you're reading oh. runes, it stands for Odin. And cool. it also stands for communication, blessings, good health. Um, but it's kind of shown upside down. Okay. Which sometimes, I, I'm pretty sure runes mean something different if they're upside down. Oh. Oh, it's, that would make sense. Yeah, it's depending on how it's laid out. And if it's upside down, at least the website I said, it kind of stands for misunderstanding or manipulation. So, Kendra is doing bad things. I have no... That's just something I noticed this time. Interesting. So, I have no clue if it's just like a random rune or if they're like... Or if they're, like, a deep meta level underneath it. Oh, I don't know. I can't figure out. I mean, she's supposed to be really smart, so maybe she's doing this on purpose. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Her and Tilk didn't hook up, which makes me think she's not as awesome as we think she is. <laughs> because Tilk would have been all over that. Um, so, and that's the end of the episode. The end. This was an interesting one. Um, I really like the whole Thor thing. I, I like the... I like Jack and Tilk. The Jack and Teal Roadshow. Yeah, I like that, and and it it's, it feels a little bit like they keep drilling this into us. Like Teal is it has these these things that that trouble him. This uh you know this weakness, this Achilles heel, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, but look, Teal is a badass. Teal'c you know he's a badass. A badass. He's gonna find a way out of these things. He needs to stop being so insecure with all his low self esteem. <laughs> he needs to get himself a therapist. I don't, I don't see him having low self esteem. But I he's see- I was like, just go on without it's, me. It's, it's, it's. Oh, bother. It's, it's, it's Star Trek, what, start Wrath of Khan. It's the needs of the one. Uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. It's why Spock died at yeah, the end of the film. But that doesn't seem to be the case here. Jack's always like, shut your face. We're going to save you. Um, and they do. But in, in this case, he's like, I can kind of see his frame of mind of right now, the only way out is if you destroy this hammer. If you destroy this hammer, you are destroying this protection for the entire world. Right. I would so rather a lot of He's weighing on on his head now. Yeah. I mean, I can see him going, leave me here. You Mm -hmm. can give me supplies. I will be here and meditate for the rest of my life. Right. Uh, In order to save. And then you can bring Sharae here. You can bring Skara here. You know, and I will help them through the labyrinth. Gotcha. So, you know, I can sort of... I, I do... What I do... One thing I do like about this episode, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it essentially discredits the gold... And saying, hey, look, they're not the guys that made the Stargates. They just happened to grab them, and they're doing terrible things with them. It's like, hey, they found these weapons, and now this is how they're treating them. Is that what this episode... Did I understand that properly? Because isn't that kind of what we're saying, that Thor can use the Stargates and somebody else made them? Are you keeping your mouth quiet because this is going to give things away? I'm not saying anything. Dang it! Okay, that's what I'm going to believe it means. That's where I'm I'm at. So I like that it discredits I am not saying if you are correct, and I'm not saying if you are incorrect. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm going to choose to believe this, because I don't like the gold, because they're bad. They are bad. So we only had, we had one for crying out loud in this episode. That's right. So we bring it up to 11. Okay. So where would you place this episode in your top five for the season? This one is definitely going up there. Um, Let's see. What does my order look like right now? Right now you have Children of the Gods, Enemy Within, Cold Lazarus, The Knox, and then the tie between Broken Divide and First Commandment. I think this is going to come up to number three. Okay. And bump everything else down. I think. Alrighty. So we're getting rid of Broken Divide and First Commandment. uh, Yup. And then then we're going to go Children of the Gods, Enemy Within, um, Thor's Hammer. Yes, that's what this is called. Cool. Uh, Cold Lazarus. Um, Yeah, and I think we'll stick with the Nox there. I think I might lose the Nox very soon. Um, Yeah. I like it, but I'm already bored with it. Oh, I... And it was only, what, two episodes ago? Yeah. And I... I, This one, to me, 
I'm, I'm digging Thor's hammer. Are you playing with your order? I'm no. I'm deciding if this goes as number one or number two. Oh, interesting. Um, I think this gets top of my list for now. This I think bumps Children of the Gods for me. Okay. I. There are many reasons why I love this episode. Okay. I'll be honest that some of them I cannot discuss with you. Oh, interesting. Um, well, I just like that we bring a new mythology into it, something outside of Egyptian and Greek. And that's the thing. Uh, the mythology goes a long way for me in this. You t- yeah. You, anything, you talk about Thor and you talk about Mjolnir and I'm like, you talk when you have badass women involved. I'm like, I'm down. I do. I do like... Um, I do like the women in this. I like the... You know, I like that this brings me to a whole other... I don't know. Just a new mythology for me. Yeah. It opens a new door. I dig it. It's a door opener episode. (laughs) So, next week we're going to be looking at the Torment of Tantalus. Okay. Which... There is a Tantalus. very. Sp- I know who that is. There's a very. There's a guest star that I'm a huge fan of. You probably have never seen him in anything. Okay, I won't. Now I'll- you may have seen him. Like he's been. Like he's been in 24. He's been like a. Oh god. He's a character actor. He's a character actor, but he's in a lot of. Um, well, I know he's a he, so I have that much on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've so eliminated 50 percent of the people. He's done a be. lot of like. Of the the Vancouver science fiction gotcha. world, which is not a world that I'm familiar he with. He actually also this is not a spoiler in any way because he comes back as a completely different character. But the uh-huh. actor comes back as one of the characters in Atlantis. It's like in the Gilmore Girls when the woman who plays Jess's dad's wife uh-huh. then comes back and is April's mom. Yeah. That, okay, that's all. Yep. Yep. That's the thing. <laughs> but he becomes my. Probably my one of my top favorite characters in all of Stargate. Nice. When he comes back in Atlantis. Um, so, I'm yeah. In. And I like it. I, I feel like I know Tantalus from something. Is that Greek? That's a Greek I myth. don't know. Um, but uh, we'll look him up. We'll look, we'll look him up. It up. We'll look him up. Awesome. Um, but, but, yeah, anything that has Paul McGillian in it, I'm just in love with. You know, he was supposed to be the new Scotty in the new Star Trek films. Oh, he he like looks like Jimmy. Do- he has this such the Jimmy Doohan vibe, and like Jimmy Doohan's family was rooting for him, and I it. Uh, you know went to some other little known actor that That's no one's okay. heard of. <laughs> nice, Simon Simon what? Pub, Who? Uh, um, Peg what? Peg something yeah, like some, something like uh, that. Some sort? zombie killer. Some zombie killer. Uh, um, hey, so and I Sean. I did want to mention that it is Ariadne who is the is. woman that helps Thesis navigate thesis. the labyrinth. That's the name. So I had one part correct. You I did, did not remember Thesis, which is probably the more important part of the, the myth, but whatever. <laughs> um, but anyway, so you can find us on Terra Podcast. And um, that's on Twitter. Yes, and you can also find our Facebook page, There's No Place Like Tara. Um, or you can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. If you're talking about Torment of Tantalus, just give us all the info. If you're talking about anything beyond there, if you want to have a discussion about what you and I both know is coming from this episode that Grace doesn't know, please email me and just put spoiler. In the in the uh, subject line, it definitely and would love to hear from everybody. And then we will talk about obvious things. That's, <laughs> yes, I'm going to talk about the little things that I observe because I don't observe very many things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that will be it for us this week. All right, see you guys again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.